Kirhan. Um, so we are on week six of lockdown, and uh, yeah, trying to just find a little bit of peace. Um, I thoroughly recommend that you watch the Midnight Gospel uh, on Netflix. And from that, I got the idea of doing a podcast on gratitude. So Vicky and I have kind of two different outlooks on what gratitude is. And we wanted to just have a little moment to explore that. Um, For me, it has been one of the most useful tools in creating a positive attitude in my life. Um, And I think it's super valuable. So hopefully within this podcast we can kind of convince you that um you have the power to to make yourself have a more positive outlook and how that can change how you feel about this current situation and life in general um we still have a bit of a laugh (laughs) so much chewing the fat and uh absolutely fabulous partner in this one um for life. I hope you have a laugh um, and enjoy. Thank you. There's this thing on uh, Instagram where you can do like a mirrored video. Yes. So it like, yeah. I fucking, I've been playing with it all night. Me and Cass, <laughs> me and Cass have been doing them and sending them back and forward. Um, but I was doing it on my, like having the phone on my belly last night. Oh, yeah. And my belly was making like, blah, 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 blah grumbling noises and I sent it to her and she's like what is that noise <laughs> yeah I'm just I'm just hungry mate it's my belly <laughs> um I know I was not hungry I had the full I had the full Sunday roast yesterday with mum and dad nice. it's like it's so it's some it's been like my one time away from like my room <laughs> so I'm actually it was, a night made, uh, it was a wee night out with mum and dad um and they made she made lemon meringue pie. How was that? Which fucking outstanding. Like genuinely. Nice. Mm. So I was really, really impressed. Um, how was your day today, Vicky? Um, not too bad. I had a couple of calls, but not bad, yeah. What about you? Yeah, not bad as well. I kind of weirdly didn't think it was Monday, but knew I was working. I know, I got told today it was perky for a Monday. I was perky for <laughs> yeah. a Monday. It felt like a Wednesday today. That's yeah. what I felt. It's going to be really disappointing in the morning. It's all right, absolutely. Um, so the idea came to me yesterday um, to do a podcast about gratitude. And when I brought it up with you, you made a really good point and that we have two sort of different ideas about what gratitude is Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm a lot more spiritual than you are. Yeah. And I am not obviously incredibly spiritual either. I just, I've, I've explored and tried to learn a little bit about types of mysticism that wasn't religious based. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I would put it. Um, Which so I've been so that all started because I was 
watching the Midnight Gospel, which I highly recommend. It's a cartoon on Netflix right now. Mm -hmm. And it's the guy who did Adventure Time. So it's that kind of trippy cartoon. But the content they've taken from a podcast by a guy called Duncan Trussell, who is a very spiritual guy and has hung, he hung about with Ram Das and other kind of people. He meditates a lot. Okay. He's also a pretty psychedelic person. I think, I think he had ball cancer. I think he's got one ball. Okay. Um, <laughs> I only found that out tonight because I was watching Tom Green on Joe Rogan mm. and he has one ball. Jeez. He had testicular cancer as well. So he was like, oh yeah, Duncan Trussell, another ball cancer survivor. I was like, oh, did not know that about him. Um, so the idea came because he was, I was listening to a podcast that he did with a meditation teacher mm-hmm. who I feel like I've, I, I didn't remember her name, like Sharon Silver something, something like that, right? Okay. But her voice was very, very familiar. Mm. So I'm wondering if she's done something else that I've watched before. But as a meditation teacher, she was saying like one of the one of the easiest things that you can do is to to get yourself into a mindful position of like understanding where you are is to just like take a little bit of time to say thank you for some of the stuff that you do like in your life currently mm-hmm. and that is the bare bones of how I've I've spent a few years trying to cultivate um yeah I think I mean being grateful it's one of the fundamental things of Buddhism is that right it's like a yeah, fundamental yeah. um practice of Buddhism I yeah. again like as you said I'm not a spiritual in many or any way really mm-hmm. I'm just I, I identify as an empath so yeah one of my fundamental and core beliefs is kindness and I think that the two of them kind of go hand in hand for me because it's very different and I don't wake up every day and say you know I'm thankful for this I do think that there is a like something in that I think mm-hmm. that that comes into like positive affirmations and things like that. I do think that it's something that people yeah. should kind of do. I'm just, I'm, I look at life probably again, it's because I always look at the worst case scenario. So I always feel yeah. like I'm not a hundred percent guaranteed to going to have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I try and I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying in any sort of way that I don't have shit days. Cause I think that that's very apparent that I do, but I try yeah. and, take something from that and mm-hmm. in that way it's like a little bit of a backwards way of being grateful you know because yeah. I, I, I enjoy looking at the stars and I'm thankful that I can I'm yeah. able to do that whereas mm-hmm. like not a lot of other people a could do that they maybe live in a city or b take the time to appreciate that yeah so I think it's just my way of looking at gratefulness um is maybe a little bit backwards but it's maybe somewhat easier to relate to yeah I think so like I find anytime I talk to anybody about anything that seems a bit woo-woo or happy Mm. they shut off immediately Mm -hmm. I I struggled with it for a while thinking that I was going to be able to come come home and tell everybody about meditation and change everyone's lives Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> for the better and then realize people don't people don't give a fuck okay it's not that it's not that people don't give a fuck it's just it's a very different way of living and yeah people don't they, they it's a very fast-paced life they don't think about meditation as something that's um maybe real or yeah believe that it helps i mean I, i'm reluctant to it i should do it every day mm-hmm. Um, but I just get to the point as I, I just don't think that I can turn my brain off. Um, yeah. But again, I think that's that makes me feel like a bad teacher no. because <laughs> because you're not supposed to turn it off. Like it's not about the turning off; it's just about the turning up. Yeah. No. Oh, I should get that written down. Get that it's not about the turning off. <laughs> it's about. I'll, I'll, I'll not need to. I'll need to edit this and I'll remember it then <laughs> and I'll write it down then. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, um, it's not just you that's tried to like speak to me about no I know I know like it's it's yeah an ongoing process but yeah I I think yeah you it's not that everybody thinks that you're a whack job it's just (laughs) people have got a different a different way of life and a faster piece of life and they don't think it's important enough to take time to do it yeah, I spend a, a fair amount of time trying to think how to make these kind of ideas accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's because it's roughly part of the job that I do. But um, to I think that in my future, I would love to have some sort of way of making these sort of esoteric 5,000-year-old practices a little bit more mainstream. I'm not saying that that's not already happening, but I just like to bring it to my little corner of the world, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose we should probably like talk about what gratitude is in terms of a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're what you're supposed to do is um, not not even what you're supposed to do, but what what it means to be grateful can be very very different for very different things and different people so uh, the idea is that like there's some sort of kind of mantric like you said way of getting up and reciting or writing or just documenting even just one thing in the day that you're really really thankful for like for me I find that I tend to do it best first thing in the morning and I I, sometimes like so I have like a little morning ritual where I smoke and I have a coffee and I sit in the garden and I sometimes take my phone out there and check emails but I try not to and that little space of time there like sometimes I'm thankful for like smoking and having a coffee but sometimes I'm thankful for like the the reaction I've had after my dreams in the night like waking up and having a real like easy morning some mornings I wake up my dreams are so strange Mm -hmm. that it takes me a while to get past them and then I get annoyed because they start to disintegrate in my head and I can't remember why I was annoyed mm-hmm. and then it's a it's a real like it's a real thing for me like because I feel like I need to learn from these dreams and that there's stuff to like it to, they're teaching me something and I'm not always able to remember even like a sliver of them mm-hmm. um so like sometimes that totally that can totally fuck up my day like yeah. 
it really puts me in a funk. Mm -hmm. So when I don't have those mornings, I'm grateful for not having that morning. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for when it's sunny. Like, it's very, very small things. Um, But then part of it is to especially when I'm in real shitty moods and I'm, you know I'm bad with mm. it. Like sometimes I like to just hermit myself in and just not have to like... Deal with. Not have to deal with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm okay with just being grumpy. Mm-hmm. But, um, but th- those are the times where like... I find it, especially with conversations with people that I start saying things out loud and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm really thankful for that actually. And I, I've made it a real point to say it out loud Mm -hmm. because for me it's actually more it makes it more real um so that it leads to um how like I first got started with it and I first got started with it because I started being thankful for the universe in general Mm -hmm. and that was how it came about like if it was when I was traveling and like when things wouldn't really work out and then all of a sudden they were working out or like plans got messed up or, you know, people ended up being in the same place at the same time mm-hmm. or whatever like that. You had a little moment where you're like, uh, I've got a tattoo on my arm. I dropped that tattoo and I'd be like, I'm thanking the universe, yeah. like the universal lines. And actually just doing it for a joke and like that way of being like, oh, the, yeah it always sorts it out the universe looks after me that kind of thing um though I don't actually believe that it's been a good mantra to make me now I, I very rarely say that the universe is looking out for me now um but I, I do still have the moment of like thanks mm-hmm. today I was watching birds that's what I was doing this afternoon. I was watching birds out the back, and like we've got water features, and they come and they sit and they watch, and then when you when I look at them directly, they fly away. Like it doesn't matter what kind of bird it is, that's what happens. And every one of them, and I was just thinking that's so funny. Like they must be so chuffed at this water features like back up and running. Like where's the nearest like where's the nearest puddle or like pond right now? <laughs> like very far, I think. So these birds are buzzing that this water's here and that they can come and have a little drink and then I fucking ruin their day by looking at them and they have to leave. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm thankful that I just got to see that. Like, yeah. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to hear them. Because um, like, every time I'm on the phone out the back, I, some, I, someone comments every single time, where's it got the birds? Or, and like, it's me. We, ha- we have tons of birds around here. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, but the the idea of like, cultivating a practice with it is the same as the meditation mm-hmm. but it's much easier to be thankful than it is to sit down for 10 minutes in the day I think yeah and I think it doesn't have to be big huge tremendous things that you're thankful absolutely for. not um I think it's probably easier to, to have it be simple things like yeah yeah I agree. thankful for a cup a good cup of tea like mm-hmm. you know or Honey and chamomile right now, Vicky. It's courtesy of you. (laughs) Very, very good. Very thankful for that. (laughs) Um, But I think think it is things like that. Because if you start making it huge, it's difficult to deal with. It's the same in any aspect, do you know what I mean? It probably links hand in hand with mental health stuff. If you break it down into little chunks, everything's so much Mm -hmm. easier because it's manageable. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's just about looking at something that you really don't 
even think about. So you, you don't yeah. think you don't get up in the morning and you, you don't think, oh, I'm going to be thankful today. You, that is, that's not how it works. I mean, yeah. great if that is how it works for you, great. But in yeah. the grand scheme of things, I don't think that's how it works. It's just no. taking the small time to appreciate something that's maybe going well for you. It can change yeah. your whole mood. Absolutely. And um, so Berkeley did a study um, where they got like 300 students to write and like a letter of gratitude mm-hmm. so their basis was that I guess you probably if you were like I don't think they like directed the students at all on how to like write it mm-hmm. but um you know like the students are is probably a great age group and um time period to like do that kind of study because you've got a lot of people that are really unsure about the world mm-hmm. Um, that are probably dealing with a lot of stuff that they haven't dealt with before. Um, so, like, not, you know, 30-something settled people, you know, where it kind of, you've worked hard for your house and you're blah blah Like, you can, it's quite easy to draw things to your mind that you're grateful for because, you know, because you worked for them and it's taken a while to get there and, you know, all that kind of thing. I think students probably don't feel that grateful for stuff no Um, it's not not in the same way yeah so they done 300 people they told them to write a a letter of gratitude and some of them like sent it away to like somebody so someone else could read it yeah like maybe they were like specifically writing that they were grateful for that person or whatever Mm -hmm. and some of them didn't um they found like overall that not only just writing the letter helps, but you don't even have to send it to someone. Like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a reciprocated uh, action. Mm -hmm. So like just being grateful in your head is enough. Um, Writing it down is better, Mm -hmm. but you don't need to like share that with anybody, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, They do that with a lot of different things as well. Um, mm -hmm. Not just about gratefulness, but like about... um, like a, a letter to your future self or yeah, I've done that I've done that as well and you know things that you would maybe want somebody else to tell you is another way yeah. that um it's maybe more in terms of like the self-compassion stuff which like I've done a bit of research mm-hmm. on um so it's about taking taking time to notice things about you that you you know it's very difficult for me to say because I had to struggle with it, but that yeah. you maybe find that you quite like about yourself or mm-hmm. that is something that you can relate to or something that you're thankful for. So mm-hmm. it is, I mean, they all interlink, don't they? And yeah. that, that is something, but it's a good idea of, it's an easy way to try and change the way that you think. Yeah, so there's like a whole, there's a whole load of thing that I get excited about um, when it comes to just language. So words are magic, you know, man. They're absolute magic, right? Like it, it's, so, it's so interesting to me that even in like the course of like fifty years, like a word can completely change its meaning mm-hmm. or change its tone, and um, like things being sick makes me laugh so much I know it makes <laughs> me feel sick, man. I'm like ah, it makes me feel old um but it's very regional as well like I love all that but I think when um so with a friend of mine uh 
often he he talks about being very busy. He's busy, busy, busy all the time. And I'm like, well, you're not that busy if you're being productive. Because mm-hmm. if you're being productive, then you're getting stuff done. So it's not like you're busy. Such a like negative connotating yeah. word. Like it makes you. It, it's not a. It's not a badge of honor to be busy. It's yeah. like. It's, it's, but it's something yeah. that it's just bandied about yeah, like find, it's important yeah i find that with um boring i find that a yeah. lot as well like people say that they're bored and that's mm-hmm. maybe some, that's something as well because as i said earlier i am one of the people that will be thankful for being in this universe that the moon yeah. is directly far enough away from the earth to give us the tide like i look at life like that <laughs> to the yeah. total extreme where as not everybody does that, but I think that it's a case of if you're bored, you you just you're uh, boring. Yeah, you're boring. You're you are a boring person <laughs> if you're bored. You've told me that so many times in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> because it, but it's kind of true. Um, yeah, I believe because yeah. if you're th- this world is huge. We, I mean, we're not a hundred percent sure that we'll get to do it again. Yeah, and if you're bored then you're obviously not dealing with something. Do you know what I mean? Like you could yeah. be sitting doing nothing but appreciating everything. And it's mm-hmm. just getting into that kind of mind frame. It took me long enough. Yeah. I used to say I was bored. But oh, yeah, me too. Life is never boring. There's always something going on. Being yeah. fed up is something that's a little bit different. There's a there's a person we know that used to come to parties and always say that the party was so boring, but just didn't do anything. Yeah. And just sat there and just moaned about it being a boring party. We were like, well, <laughs> uh, sorry to always have to be the life and soul oh, of everything. Yeah. But, um, you know, Vicky and I are going to get up and dance and enjoy <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> like, that's, but that's what it is, though. Well, that's one of yeah. my... Uh, it's now became like a core belief that if you're yeah. bored, you're boring. And I'm sorry for anybody that continuously says that they're bored, but... Take a little minute and appreciate the fact that leaves can blossom. I know that's it. That yeah. proper sounds probably I'm no, a bit too happy, but no. Let's get it. Let's get fucking esoteric about it. This is the happiest podcast we're probably going to do. Probably. So, <laughs> like, I mean, we are lucky because we have a planet that has seasons. We are lucky that the moon is as far away from us as as it is because without that amount of gravity, like we'd be all we'd over be the shop. Tough. There'd be no water here. We'd be fucking roasted. Like, <laughs> I would be lobster. I sat out the back the other day for what an hour. I'm very tanned. I'm not gonna lie. That wouldn't survive. No, you would not. We're very lucky. um, We're at the the top of the food chain. Yeah, things like that boggle my head. Like how how I got. I'm very lucky and very thankful that I'm Scottish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Because yeah, I've said I've said that a lot, like about. So I wasn't a, a feminist for a long a lot of my adulthood, mm-hmm. um, because I just didn't I didn't feel that it related to me in my life. Like I was in a quite a male driven industry. Yeah, I was. I assumed that I was getting paid the same because I was a junior. Like no other junior was coming into my industry and getting paid more than me. Like mm. whether they had a dick or not, mm. and I, I just I did I didn't see it but that's because my bubble was very privileged and it was really easy for me like as a woman Mm -hmm. no one told me that I couldn't do anything 
that I, d- I wanted the thing to do as well. You know, because that's a that's a generational thing too. Like absolutely, even for my mum and your mum mm-hmm. probably as well. My mum said to me, I don't know how many times, like I'm so proud of you for just living on your own. And I'm like, but yeah, my mum's still baffled to this day that I've managed to touch as many countries as I have, uh-huh. and and nobody's told have, us no. Yeah. No, you no know? One, yeah, no one told us no. Like, but if we were born in the Middle East, uh, it would be a completely—I mean, God, completely different story. Wanna, I don't even want to think about that. But how many arranged marriages do you want? Oh no, I suppose we only we only get one, right? Yeah, we only get one. Yeah, uh, see. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could have many, I don't know if I'd be that bothered about it. Nah. <laughs> No fun. If I get like, if I get like sex, then uh, yeah, that's fine. Because oh, okay. you can only spend so much time in one place. Like <laughs> <laughs> you'd be just traveling for ages. That'd be class. Um, <laughs> right that down. Let's find out. <laughs> How many arranged marriages can I have, please? Manage your own. Right now. I think f- five, and then you get the weekend off. Five and get one for free. Like. <laughs> Monday, Friday, have a different husband each day. Zero children. <laughs> That's not chosen for you. That's not your choice either, though. Eh? I don't know. Actually, I think it probably comes with the dowry, right? Like, it's, we're we going to give you six sheep. We're going to have to. We're going to have to look into that for, for your daughter. And we, we're expecting return of three grandsons and the next five years yeah. I bet that's how it goes Probably. like Jesus um, a guy a guy that we know I think uh, he he's never going to be listening to this because he's in Pakistan Jibran oh yeah um, I met he was in a sh- he worked in a shop on the bridges in Edinburgh and I met him like a few years ago and I was chatting to him I was like where did you go like because he lived on my street for a bit I was like where did you go he's like oh I went to Pakistan I've got two wives oh my god <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, good on you, mate. He's like, yeah, I'm just back here working for a bit, heading back over there. How but, bizarre yeah. to go into one of the biggest cities and yeah. meet somebody that used to live on your street. And he's got yeah. two wives. Like, that's he's got two up. wives. They don't live in this country. Wow. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm gr- I am grateful for being a woman that, lives in that's born in Scotland and the time that I have been um my choices are completely my own mm-hmm. um I'll be supported to a degree in whatever I choose to do mm-hmm. um when I left and I went to Asia and I met women that there's two sides of this mm-hmm. especially um but I met women that absolutely would love to have been born Western and would have loved to have had the opportunities that I had. Mm-hmm. And then I met women who think for whatever reason, and I'm not saying yep. that they're like brainwashed or anything, but I think some of them definitely are. But for whatever reason, think that our lifestyle and the choices that we have is a waste of a woman's life. Um, and that by you know 21 you should be looking to have your first child you should definitely be married um and you know I mean I mean I met couples in Laos that were 16 with two kids and that was like normal they had, they had a po- like. I know but they had a population drive after the Vietnam uh, war okay. and they just never stopped never it stopped. Uh, okay 
Lao got more bombed than Vietnam did because they were just so bad at dropping dropping bombs. I mean, the whole fucking thing was a farce. But that's Viet- probably Vietnam's another. yeah, exactly. Vietnam's such a skinny country, and they were tr- trying to avoid hitting the sea, so they always dropped a bit early, which meant that they were just dropping. Like they're still. Uh, like uh oh there's a couple of cool things actually but they're still th- they're still pulling up landmines in Laos now mm-hmm. to this day and they have this cool thing where they have like helicopters fly over with seeds genetically genetically modified flower seeds and they spray them on the land and like big bits of land if the flowers come up yellow there's no gunpowder if the flowers come up red there's gunpowder fucking amazing and it Aye. like that blows my mind That's class um, but yeah, that, I mean that's still happening, and they're still having drives of kids, kids having kids. I mean, like a sixteen-year-old couple, and they had two children. I was just chatting to them, like on my way to like, this hostel thing. Um, but I mean, yeah, uh, it does. It's uh, again. I mean, we could look at it from the other way as well. It, it happens here. We're oh yeah, for to, sure. To get married, have children. Yeah, but not ex- to this. <clears throat> yeah, it's not not to the same degree. No, one hundred percent. It's a lot more accepted here if you turn around and be like, "No, I don't want that," yeah. or maybe that's not for me. Like, that's not a yeah. thing that like I don't have to argue with my parents about that. I don't have to exactly. be disowned and or shunned you, yeah, or whatever. And you're certainly not going to get overruled no, by anybody no. if you choose to not. Exactly. Like that's the kind of the level of like um, authority isn't really there. Uh-huh. Um, some some would argue for good or for bad, but for me, it meant that I've been able to create my life myself without any. Which is why you get so many immigrants, like to to the states and to the UK and to Europe in general. I guess like that are desperate to just start their own life. Yeah, I mean, they're not even bothered about anything else. They just want to live. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like they're running away to be, like, hookers in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? They're running away to go to university and not have children when they're 20. And, like, why is that a bad thing? You know? Exactly. It's just because a woman dares to dream. Yeah, it's not even governmental systems that, like, proliferate those ideas either it's old family institutions it's society pressure it's nothing that comes from a top down like Laos still a communist country like that's not the reason why that happens no not at all look at Italy like that's you know if you come from Italy you're expected to have like a load of kids love pasta and have beautiful skin well Italy's got one of the lowest birth rates in Europe has it? Yeah, because I was looking at—I don't know why I was looking at that recently. That that um, blows, maybe surprised me as well. COVID, it was, it was, it's probably yeah, maybe because I just think that like Italians all have big families, and, and that's just that's probably a stereotype that I've picked up. Yeah, but I maybe just, like look at it like they've all got big families, and that's kind of what is expected to traditionally happen. But I think it's more like a just a cultural thing. Like we see. We're, if you're picturing that big family it's not like seven kids it's just like all of the people are still alive yeah, because uh-huh. the old population the old so population it's like, plus like cousins yeah, plus, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff yeah, probably. yeah exactly but yeah, yeah. I mean I'm, I'm an only child so yeah, <laughs> you know it's different. a big family we, to me is probably five <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't have yeah we've got five and 
like our extended family isn't large at all like we don't have that mm-hmm. um but I mean I definitely do I've definitely been involved in other people's families like with exes and stuff like that and it's it's quite a baffling situation because these are people that like potentially love them love each other unconditionally but talk shit about each other like constantly and are always bored and uh, sorry like moaning about them (laughs) and I just find it so strange like because because family is that entirely like I like um I like I like hostile families that's my kind of family because you've got adults that don't talk shit about each other I mean there's sometimes a bit drama but you know, it's usually like one person that's causing it. Um but these are just like people getting on with their lives and like a nice kind of thing. And I think adults living together is something that we need to revisit um going forward. Cause I mean, so recently, the last like over the weekend, so many men that are on their own have messaged me just like just people we knew from school or like people I met traveling just like reaching out just for someone to just talk to yeah, like we're in, uh, what, what be six weeks now yeah <laughs> and some some people are genuinely freaking out mm. um and again we go back to the statistic of males and suicide mm. and this is a time to reach out to any man that you know that's living on his own mm-hmm. um and I just I was genuinely I was genuinely saddened my first fucking thing I do every time is have you tried meditating here's yeah. the Sam Harris app and I send them it and I get like no yeah maybe yeah maybe yeah maybe I'm not even offering to do group sets with anyone anymore because it just makes me sad that no one joins in Sorry. um it's okay (laughs) like literally no one everyone's given it up so it's fine um and but what I'm doing is just like putting it out there you have to I mean that's all you can do because nobody you can't force anybody what's the the saying you can take the the horse to the water but you can't make it drink exactly but by you doing that you're putting out what you've learned and again something that you're really grateful for something that you're absolutely passionate about and you're putting it out there for someone else to experience now whether they experience it the same way or want to experience it or are ready to experience it yeah you can't do anything about that I think it's just about looking at what works again for you and if that's Mm -hmm. something that maybe someone from a small town like us isn't ready for yet then that's okay but you yeah. probably find maybe getting to this age now, maybe ten more years, people will turn to it. Especially now, with everything changing the way it's changing, the society is going to hopefully change for the better on the other side of this. A lot of mm-hmm. people are going to be looking for different tactics and different coping mechanisms, strategies yeah. to get through the day. So it's about just taking what you've learned again and and just putting it out there. You know, because yeah. I could I could sit and do things about how I feel about things, why I feel the way about things to people. But I try not to do that. That's that's not my job. My job is just mm-hmm. to, to listen and advise and give that information that I have. And if somebody wants to take it, then cool. But if somebody doesn't want to take it, then that's absolutely fine. As long as yeah. I don't get any backlash for what I'm believing in or how I'm trying to help people, then I'm 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 yeah. okay with that. 
Yeah. You know, and I think it's just, again, it's taken me ages to get here. Um, it's, you know, I, I really do struggle with putting myself out there at all, apart from yeah. when I, a hundred percent think I'm right. So like politics, I'll put it out there. Um yeah. the the hatreds of uh, Donald Trump, put it out there. <laughs> you know I mean all the things that everybody's now coming back to me and saying, Vicky, actually, you know what? You you had a point. The guy's telling us to inject bloody detol. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I said this like five years ago. Mate. What do they call it over there? Lytol. Yeah, I, I don't know what they yeah, Lytol and yeah. uh, chlor chlora something. Clorex, I don't know, some bloody shit. Clorex, yeah. No clue, but you know, so what a fucking chub, man. But that's, this is the thing, though, and it's just that I, I can, I can provide advice and all that kind of stuff and the research that I've yeah. done, but I can't, I can't like, like make anybody listen to me, and that's not. It's just accepting about the fact that that's not my job until I'm yeah. first minister or <laughs> president of the United States slash import slash... If I'm staying in this country, can I be your campaign manager? Yeah, go for it. But like, nice. I, I would, you know, until I... And that's the only time that somebody's going to actually have to listen to me. Um, yeah. I just look at things... Yeah, I mean, no one has to listen at all, but I think people... I don't know. I, like, I wouldn't have found out about meditation at all if I wasn't talking to people about it if I wasn't um and the type of meditation that I do I wouldn't have found out unless I spoke to some people mm-hmm. who gave me a book and this book was like it was just answering everything that mm-hmm. I had been thinking about and I was like Jesus this is exactly what I need mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a whole part in my in my uh, so it's called the Vipassana meditation and there's a whole section of it. They do it in the Sam Harris one as well. We we call it meta, but um, in the Sam Harris, he just calls it love and kindness. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that you pick someone that you have like a really easy relationship with. Mm-hmm. I pick you quite regularly. Thanks. And yeah. And uh, so you pick someone you have a really easy relationship with, like uncomplicated. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you think I want you to be happy I want you to have I want you to live without suffering mm-hmm. and you just repeat that bar for like five minutes ten minutes mm-hmm. and then you choose somebody that you're not so close with mm-hmm. so then you do like maybe someone in the shop or a taxi driver mm-hmm. or like do you know what I mean mm-hmm. just somebody met or you maybe haven't met um but just somebody else and you do the same to them like mm-hmm. I wish you kindness and happiness and joy in your life and I hope you you don't suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you turn it on yourself and for that last couple of minutes you say, I wish myself kindness, I wish myself happiness and peace and I wish not to be suffering. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you finish your one hour set, you're supposed to do one hour sets with Vipassana, you finish your one hour set with like a few minutes of love and kindness meditation mm-hmm. and the first time that I did it in my 10 day retreat mm-hmm. I think we did it on the very last day in fact I felt like my whole heart burst open like it was huge mm-hmm. but at this point I was like <laughs> far beyond <laughs> you, like, you, think, you think this is bad the now no, like whatever 40, 40 days then but these 10 days were so intense and I'd had so many ups and downs and very like it was very traumatic 
um in a fair, in a positive way but like it was extremes it was very extreme and that love and kindness I think I just thought about my mum and dad um in the start and then the random person I picked was the woman who runs the meditation for us like the Scottish woman okay. who I can't remember her fucking name now um and then when it turns on to yourself for that last little bit like I'm I'm quite a visual person so a lot of the time when I'm meditating I envision things happening like balls of light floating around or like beams and this was like beams it was like beams of green light was like shooting out of my chest and like green to the heart chakra and I felt like my whole heart had burst open and not just love for myself but just love for the full thing and like the full practice and everything that I'd experienced even the real shitty parts where I was starving to death and it was a conspiracy <laughs> they were trying to brainwash me um and they, yeah so yeah they might have, they might have done by the way like know. we still don't know I mean I still fucking love it I think it's brilliant so they've done something right um but I've, I've I had like a proper physical reaction to that and I've had similar reactions um with like chakra meditations as well where you're doing like uh there's a sound and a hand like a mudra a hand gesture and you have to envision this colored ball of light pulsing at the place um and with those kind of like chakra meditations i've had like intense experiences like really emotional experiences where you you physically feel because you take you're you're making a sound and like sometimes so like each of the chakras has got its own om essentially like version of om so there's oms and ahs and whatever <laughs> I'm not laughing at you it's om okay it's Adina from Abba I knew you were she's <laughs> in the bathroom she's like om 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 I can't help I absolutely oh my god maybe you are fancy <laughs> I always thought I'd be Patsy for life, Vicky, but maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we need to revisit this soon because I don't feel like either of us have got enough uh, of an opportunity to show how Patsy we can be <laughs> in lockdown. After after lockdown, massive <gasps> Oh my like... God, I can't wait to get my Patsy out. <laughs> yeah, Patsy <laughs> Hey, see so you were talking about nipple tassels the other night there. That's what they're called. Oh my God, I'm like, why were we talking about nipple tassels last night? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, take a drink of water. Patsies. Oh no, they're not. They're called pasties. <laughs> like a pasty. <laughs> like a <laughs> cheese and onion pasty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, anyway, sorry. That's all I can no, not at all. Not at all. Um, back to gratitude, I think, because I was just getting a bit. Chakra meditations is far off, but if you really wanted to do them, there's some good like YouTube things where they, they do the chant and you can follow along. Um, and you can Google like what mudra is for the the thing for the for the chakra. Um, but. Uh, with gratitude like 
it's a practice in itself that really absolutely like alleviates it ch- it changes your mood because it alleviates the way the negative way that you were thinking about a situation um and it's not always easy like no one's saying like if you were abused that you should be thankful for it like it's not like that kind of thing but it's it can be a diversion from that kind of thing because when we're talking about the bit the best version of life is living in the present to spend time thinking about past um or dreaming about future you're a past thinker I'm a future dreamer I get myself worried about I get myself in idealistic situations and I think about all the things that could happen and then when they don't happen I'm depressed yeah um (laughs) yeah exactly yeah you relive like a lot of things I'm not saying I don't do that but I know that my biggest sadness is for when I've bigged up a situation in my head and it doesn't yeah it doesn't work out like that part of that that's with me as well but I I find that more with people I'm very much a a people person and that I invest the whole part of me in someone Mm. else and when they let me down I am devastated to the point of it could be like a heartbreak and (laughs) it's just like the whole fear of abandonment and things that come along with um with all the stuff the mental health stuff so Mm -hmm. it's um it's definitely a different way of living that's why when you had came up with the idea for this kind of podcast I was kind of like well we do have completely different views of gratitude but I think we can both agree the fact that there is something nice about saying thank you and there's something nice about hearing thank you so even if you're saying that to someone like I'm thankful for my friends and like I'm thankful for my mum and dad are are healthy and happy and that I've been given the life that I've been given Mm -hmm. you know so it's just about things like that. I, I'm in no way saying that everybody will be the exact same because as you said, like people that have been abused, I don't think should be <laughs> thankful for it for one no. second. However, it maybe took them to a place that they didn't know that they could go. So, yeah. you know, they've maybe been strong when they really didn't think that they could be strong. And that's something yeah. in itself to be thankful for. So it's just yeah. about looking for you know the small things again that can get you through and I'm I'm not I know we any sort of preacher or anything like that but it's just something that I'm trying to pick up for me and my Mm -hmm. mechanisms and the whole research that I'm doing on self-compassion the thing that like sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and think today's going to be a shit day and then I have to go right Mm -hmm. Vicky no you know today's going to be a good day let's get up and let's have a shower that's all yeah. that's all you need to do. And even that small little conversation with yourself can change your whole mood like that. And that's something yeah. to be thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. Um they reckon that like if you've got a manager that says thank you, you're gonna be like a much better worker. No idea. That was part that was part of the story. I think I think that about everything though. Like I I am if I am waiting to hear a thank you and I don't hear it, you've already you've got a black mark. Yeah, I don't I don't do it like that. I I've been very blessed with the managers that I've had in in the past at least seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of them has ended up exceeding the other one. Mm-hmm. But the one 
the, not the last one apart from the last one at my old job he was just a write-off like completely like we don't mm-hmm. even count him the one before that who I'm now still like really close friends with completely changed my life just by saying yeah. I value you I thank you and I appreciate yeah. what you have to bring so yeah. and to be honest with you the, like the you are valued you make um valuable contributions to the team are two of my positive affirmations that I say in the morning mm-hmm. so like by having someone without you even telling them do that completely yeah. completely change and I mean I, I was no way the same level as her you know I definitely not the same pay grade like and my opinions were not as valued in, in the grand scheme of things and I don't mean um, by her or in our little team but but in the in the, the wider organization we're not valued as much yeah you know but she made me feel like that she made yeah. me feel like I could run that company and it's a massive massive and like massive company that was worth all yeah. the money it's just by saying thank you yeah it's just bizarre oh, it's not bizarre it's mind-blowing it's yeah the the ramifications of just that tiny little thing um that I, I just I just find that people who don't or people that hold it back and f- to be spiteful are like the worst. Wow. It's not really a work. It's not really a work thing for me. Yeah. But other other people I know do it. Mm-hmm. They just they just refuse to say thank you. Yeah. I yeah I find it really difficult to do that, especially like in friends and and maybe people that I would potentially become friends with because I just mm-hmm. again I've invested my whole self in them. Like I'll mm-hmm. give everything until I, I, you know, I would rather die than than see any of the people that I'm really close with, or people that I want to be close with. Heart, I would rather do anything to try and not make that happen. So mm-hmm. I don't look at, I, I never look for the bad in people. Um, so when I'm, and I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying that, like, I'm aware of it for yeah, sure. <laughs> and I, I'm probably like a little bit more naive when it comes to that kind of stuff because I'm like, no. But you know, yeah. Well, there was someone recently that I had like mentioned that I just had a bad vibe about, and then it was a, it took a while for yeah. people to agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But again, I, I'm just I continue to look for the good, and there is always good somewhere. somewhere. I think there is always good, but it doesn't mean that like I need to hang about with them. No. <laughs> or or um, yeah, or like tolerate bullshit. No. Like and I think again um, that comes with age and maturity and actually figuring out that your time is more valuable than what yeah. other people are willing to do. It. Like I and I completely understand in that and agree with that. I just find that I find it really hard not to be empathetic with people because I am an empath. So I will automatically mm-hmm. look for the reason why they're doing that rather than the fact that they're doing that. So there's always going to be a reason, right? And I'm I want to I want to find out what that is, especially if it's someone a lot closer to me or mm-hmm. someone that I've had. But I've I've been through some like horrible friendships throughout my life mm-hmm. that have ended or that you know we've drifted apart and and all that kind of stuff and it's only on the other side of it you see the toxicity toxicity but mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen that in the, in the situation that I was in no so, and do you have gratitude now that they're finished no 
I try. But you'll get, but you get there. Like that's the thing. Is that, like, you know, a lot I of time. At, I look at again. It's maybe something like I kind of mentioned earlier. I look at mm-hmm. the fact that if I didn't meet one person who I'm yeah. probably no longer friends with, I wouldn't have met someone else who led yeah. me to someone else who then led me yeah. to you, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's exactly. like. You know, it all does fit into place in some respect. There's reasons for yeah. for pretty much everything if you look back and figure it all out, um, which I, I'm okay with. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not thankful for having the experiences that I've went through because it was horrendous. Yeah, but yeah I have a different feeling on my bad experiences. Like I am thankful for them. Yeah, I, I, I. I'm quite resilient. Yeah, um, you're a lot stronger than me, you know. And but I, I absolutely did not know that. I just it was just my default mode. Um, I'm trying to find the balance the opposite way. Like, what would you say? My default mode is to cry. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my default mode is pack my shit up and fuck off. Yeah, I'm a wall <laughs> Um, packed it, fucked it, booked it. <laughs> um, but I've been. I'm trying to like uh, flip it the other way, where I'm trying to find like a softer side and my more vulnerable side, and I'm trying to like relish in the times that I'm crying and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm trying to be thankful for a full range of emotions because. Um, I nearly brought it up earlier, but I can't remember why. But um, in my anger management, there's one of the the mantras at the start that says that do not confuse anger is a poison. Do not confuse anger with any other emotion. Um, and I think that when you start to see that that rainbow of human emotion for the first time, like Afa's, I mean, I was buzzing, happy, or raging. There was no like in between for a long time mm-hmm. and I now get to see my full rainbow of emotion and like I'm like I am actually happy after I had a cry like <laughs> because I'm I'm proud of myself for like allowing that to happen um but when when it talks about like don't confuse um anger as like and don't call anger um, or don't call all these other emotions, sorry, anger. It's the same sort of idea when you're trying to, like, you're trying to not sugarcoat how you're feeling. And I think gratitude for that is, is it, it's, in, it's insane. Like, to be able to just go like, yeah, like, I've had some real shitty times. But I'm really glad I had them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, because the, that's a, an empowering sentence in itself, you know, to be able to yeah. do that is like, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I did fuck that. yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. Like, not just, easy. Just a lot of the time, like, um, <clears throat> there's a couple that really like stick out, obviously, for me, mm-hmm. but, um, <clears throat> but like, they, some of them were out of my control. And at the time, I thought that the world was out to get me. Like, I had that complete victim mentality where 
that fucking terrible shit was happening to me and like fuck's sake this is awful like how can I fucking be bothered with this like why does bad stuff always happen to me <clears throat> and it was just a complete wrong way to deal with it and then it wasn't until way after the anger management had finished and I'd like seen real good benefits and it was <clears throat> way after I'd started like meditating and not really seeing any benefits because I just wasn't doing it very well um <clears throat> And then way after that, that I realized that this is what I needed. I needed the gratitude. I needed to be able to go, okay, so this this is happening. Um, but thank God that I have this. And thank God that, I, you know, that my parents can look after me and that I've got always got a home. And thank God that I have good friends around me that are like willing to support me. And thank God I've got a job. And thank God that I can like, my legs work and I could go and, I could go and get another job if I really needed to like it was all of those things that I if I had then that wouldn't be such a huge blip like yeah uh-huh. I think that wouldn't be such a dramatic yeah. because you did if yeah. again it's about us getting a little bit older and picking up skills and coping mechanisms yeah. and putting them in our bags and knowing actually to, to, to how we can figure that out that's, it'd be nice if we had these from high school though that's oh, what I, that's my main and thinking yeah I mean that is something that I really do think is important to as we move forward especially more with like the mental health movements and things like that I think that that should hey that's what we could do we could go around high school that's what I want to do I'd love to go into high school and say you know you, you might be feeling shit right now that's okay but you know yeah as long as you keep fighting you'll come out the other side and I'm gonna have to start doing that psychology course, Anna. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the board. <laughs> it is actually on the board. I, I started another one about fucking AI tonight, just because I'm a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'd rather start a new project than finish one that, that right. I have got I'm going. It's very yeah, annoying. Over all of our lives, so don't worry about it's it. It's so annoying. No, but it's, it's yeah. Hey, we've got time. <laughs> oh no! You know, know. But, uh, again, that's something that we should be thankful for because not yeah, not everybody gets time. I brought it up with a friend at the weekend. Like I was just like, I know. So I haven't watched the news in a long time, and I heard the radio news on Saturday afternoon, and the count <clears throat> had, or was it Sunday? We got twenty thousand deaths. Yeah, we're up over. We're actually over twenty-one. But Jesus, it dropped to there was only. 300 only but there was 300 and something deaths rather than yesterday I think was I think actually <laughs> yesterday was 400 and the day before was 800 so we're coming down but it's it's now more than ever that we need to absolutely too yeah. soon to lift even in two weeks time uh yeah oh yeah for sure um but you know the, the, those people didn't think that they didn't have any time yeah. you know and like well I know that they're not direct family but I pretty much lost somebody that's really really kind of close to my heart a couple of well a week yeah. ago now and they're on the other side of the world and I can't do anything about it because of these restrictions and I mean she didn't pass away because of um COVID but it's just she didn't go into the hospital thinking that she would never come back out so it's again it's something that we all actually have to be thankful for and it was when my dad was really sick that 
I remember um, coming out and talking to to one of my, my really good friends and saying, you know, we take for granted every uh, take for granted, sorry, every single breath that we take. We don't think that it's going to be a fight. And until yeah. you see somebody on a ventilator literally struggling for like having the machine having to work for you because you can't breathe, you don't you take yeah. it for granted. So it's yeah. just about thankful for <laughs> being thankful for small things. If you if you meditate, you you really think about all those breaths. You know that. Yeah, I know. Because you're like, but you don't in everyday life. Nobody thinks about it unless they're walking up a big fuck off hill. Then <laughs> then they think about it, but they don't think about it any other time. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I wrote down here is that gratitude is um, it's not a you, you have to keep at it but it is a snowball effect and they don't know why so like one month of having some sort of gratitude practice so whether that's writing a little thank you journal every night of like here's the things that I was grateful for today or making one big massive letter of all the things that you're grateful for ever and you just keep adding to it over the month mm-hmm. um or just having like me like a little out loud thank you when a bee flies by me and I'm buzzing to see it or um well like, yeah, so, like that. thank you <laughs> um, <laughs> um there's been so many of them because the tree out the back is actual oh, it's, it's actual buzzing it's, yeah it's, so I'm humans have came inside for a bit nobody's killing anything yeah. hey there's a bat in my back garden oh, get that to fuck it's very small Tell it's beautiful it to leave. go out and say look I'm really grateful that you're here and all that but you've caused a lot of shit so <laughs> it's not their fault I know it's not their fault but <laughs> listen that cotton about the new yeah okay. I don't think it'll be the same kind of bat there's not a lot of eating in this one it's quite small I wouldn't be fucking no don't take the chance I see them out the back when I'm sitting here and they fly about and all that I'm like mate go home I get it but go down the woods or something like that kick about down there I don't know what, where they live during the day That in, in Australia you can see them in the trees like because they're massive Aye. they're not like these little bats here you can just see them in the trees like hanging out during the day sleeping but I don't know the trees. like are you on this I, tonight like I'm being serious <laughs> Buzzing to see a bee hanging out in the tree. <laughs> you can. <laughs> that look, they they just write themselves. Like I don't have to have to think about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know where bats hang out during the day here. <laughs> Neither do I. A cave. <laughs> Why? Well, they famous camlaf caves. There's camlaf <laughs> caves. There's caves down the falls. Me and my dad have been on them. I, I when uh, where was I? Cambodia, bat and bang. We sat for an hour watching bats come out of a cave. See, what did you know? One whole hour, and at sunset. And when I was in Pai the first time as well, did we do that the first time? <clears throat> Once you come out at the end of this cave, like there's like a wee, you take a wee boat and stuff like that. You come out the end of this cave, and then you sit there at the end of the river. And it's the same. It's like it takes an hour for all the bats to leave the cave. There's millions of them. Yeah, that's probably it's Because there's loads of them. There's fucking loads of them. Like I'm, 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 I'm annoyed about this because 
eating a bat is no different to eating a fucking chicken. I understand that. And I wondered when we were going to get to this conversation, to be honest with you. So but annoying to me, Vicky. I know. Because people are so snobby about it. And there's an inherent racism that comes out every time somebody like gets on yeah, about yeah, it. And it annoys I, me. I don't, I don't like that aspect of it one bit. I don't yeah. think that we should be judging. Because, but again, I've been to Cambodia. I've seen yeah. what they eat and how many dogs there are running around and I do not like that at all but if you lived there it's just the same as seeing a chicken running about I'm not saying that it's just because we've we've, I mean the chickens are more prized to them because the the chickens are allowed in the house but the dogs aren't which and and yeah, I know. I, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm a dog lover, but even beside yeah. that, I get it because, but I've seen it. You, you can make really friendly pets out of chickens, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, Dad used to have chickens. Dad used to have pheasants, mate. Like kicking about, but yeah. <clears throat> it, we don't. We don't have pheasants in the house that are alive. Are <laughs> alive, um, but no. I, I think until you're there, like uh, you don't understand it. You, you, I've never been to China, but I would absolutely love to go, and I would definitely eat some of the weird stuff that's going sure. around. I, I think I've watched too much of I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here! I think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You, because like um, the witch eat grubs that everybody says are actually not that bad, but they crack like. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be eating them, but I don't think Chinese people are eating them either. Probably not, mate. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But no, like I'm talking like I want like crazy stews of like intestines and shit. I mean, we eat haggis. How much worse can it be? Exactly. Like, and I, I, I always have this real again as fantasy land. I always have this fantasy land where I meet up with a chef like Anthony Bourdain. It used to be Anthony Bourdain. God rest his soul. Um, I used to have a fantasy where I would like end up like meeting up with a chef, and they would take me around like I was like Rick Stein. <laughs> And I'd be like in and out of markets talking with, they would have a translator and we would get to talk to the chefs and the restaurants of like foreign places. And I think China would be the place I'd like to do that. China's um, on my list, but anyway. Yeah, no, you went to Hong Kong in the airport, mind. Oh my God, that, that was, was bad. That was totally stressful and I was there for a fucking Camille, Our friend Camille hates it as well. Oh. Like, actually hates it. Because she's flying backwards, she always ends up flying through China. It just, it just stressed me out. Like, the queues stressed me the fuck out. But then, Americans don't know how to queue that well either. I think it's... it's yeah, and if you spend any time in Thailand, you'll learn that they just don't queue. Yeah, like, you stand in a 7-Eleven. But that's it. Like If they, you're not fast, you're last. Like, like, it's like, the same in any, like, traffic. Like, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's nah. a girl. But I think it's, again, it's something, again, that we've been brought up with, especially as British super. It's funny because, yeah, when I got back to, when I went to Sydney, my first day in Sydney, I had been in Asia for like nine months at this point. I remember sitting watching people cross the street, like by, with the button and that, pushing, uh, walking up to the side of the road, pushing the button, waiting. And then everyone walks across together, and I thought it's so fucking weird. It like, is weird, but until- we're like bloody robots. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, like, I suppose it. Uh, I mean, I've never been to Sydney. I don't know what it's like in terms of. Business. It's like London, exactly. Oh, okay, it's so you can London. understand it in a little bit, though. Like because in New York, you can get. I don't know for it if you. I've, t- don't. 
I've told you about Ho Chi Minh City, yeah. 12.1 million people. No one fucking pushes the button there no, and everyone gets across the road. It's a free-for-all. There's beautiful videos of like top-down videos of traffic, of like four-way traffic in Ho Chi Minh that is ridiculously seamless. Like it's it looks like chaos because it's not laned out. It's like all available space in the road is getting used, but all everyone just looks in front of them. So no one looks behind and everyone just looks in front of them and is aware of what's happening in front. And that's that that's the only rule. Like the only rule is that you just continue to look in the front yeah. and you react to what's happening in front of you. Don't bother about what's happening behind yeah, you the because the person behind you is doing exactly. what you're doing. It's the same as a roundabout, isn't it? Like, everybody's yeah. just lying on it. That's why they don't have them in the States. <laughs> they don't have roundabouts at all. There's like, Shut there's a front door. I hate them so much. <laughs> no, you do. But they don't have them. Um, there's like a couple. Because they can't be trusted to use them correctly. No, they just, well, they don't understand the point in them. And they, they, they wouldn't like, trust that people would be able to like yeah. time going round and round about at the yeah, right time. Their intersections are, so that's what they call them. So it's like a crossroad, yeah. um, essentially. But See you at the crossroads. I've seen a picture of Blazing Squad the other day there, and I can't mind why. Why am I feeling so bloody nostalgic? I, I was talking about Kappa Poppers yesterday. Aye, but I mean, they're making a comeback. They've, they're, yeah, that's why we were talking about them. You're serious, like, investment. <sighs> you won't be lonely. <laughs> All right, Blazing Squad number one fan over there. <laughs> that weekend was cute, was you know. I don't know. Do you remember? Yeah, you do. Oh, genuinely. Yeah, you, do. you will. You would recognise this one if I showed you a picture oh, of him. Kenzie was cute. I know. I know. Um, one of them because he was on Island two years ago. That'll be him. I'm telling Not you. Marcel. All right. So you do fucking know their names. I know his name. <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> I was a blue fan. <laughs> I like blue and five. Five of it down, yeah. Exactly. One, two, three, four. Um, gratitude is a snowball effect and they don't really know why. Um, So like, the it's kind of like, it's kind of like a psychedelic experience and the respect that the, it's long lasting effects what, from when you start I think that's, or when you have a chance. Yeah, that's the same with quite a lot of things though. How many times does it take for something to become a routine? I think it's like 17, some random time if you keep doing things enough. Maybe not as many as that, but then it becomes a routine. Uh, well, I've been, I've been, I've made the press ups and the squats my routine. Yeah. And how, that's been a week, I think. Yeah. So if you continue to do that, then like it'll become a, a snowball effect in that. That's what you just... That's I need to keep like- sending you the video to prove to myself that I'm doing it. Prove to you yeah, that I'm yeah. doing it. Prove to myself that I'm doing it. Cause I, see, if I, if I knew I could get away with not doing it, I think I'd stop. That's it. Like there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that could be said for in a lot of things. Like me taking my medication every day. If I know I can't... Yeah. I'm doing it for me, remember? But if I know I can yeah. get away with it, I'll not do it until someone asks me about yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
you know it, it, but it's the same when I'm meditating it's the same when I was at the meditation retreat and I couldn't smoke I didn't even think about it I didn't even care 10 whole days didn't give a shit that's it I was just starving and then I came out <laughs> I came out I, w- I was on the phone to my pal who smokes I could hear him smoking and then I thought oh fuck it I'm smoking that's how it happened and I didn't even question it uh, that's I know but again but, you make something part of your routine and it becomes something so if you continue to say thank you for small things it eventually yeah. becomes something that you're 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 looking for you look for and it, it. it physically changes your brain chemistry to be grateful yeah, to be thankful it becomes like a, a a positive um loop it becomes yeah you know, positive feedback loop feedback that's the word I'm, i've got affirmation yeah. in my brain but um which is what what um psychedelics do mm-hmm. that's what cybercellin does yep which is what we're all um, about i mean that's what we're we're all trying to achieve i'm not i'm not promoting drugs in any sort of way but i am <laughs> endorphins also <laughs> create these looks. it's all chemicals man like we can put whatever label on it you want to but um it doesn't matter how you fucking do it but you're you're essentially positive feedback loops is the way forward and cybercillin opens up the neural pathways and makes it a lot easier to create the, the positive one to replace the negative one whereas gratitude okay take a few months you'll get there you'll get a positive feedback loop you'll stop saying you're busy you'll start saying you're productive you'll be thankful for all the little tiny things that happen in your day and the big shitty things that happen will be easier to deal with and the little shitty things you'll just not even care about yeah because you've got nice things to be nice about and it affects your relationships because yeah. you're Moaning about as well, much. Yeah, I, I mean, not just like intimate relationships, friendships, any working relationships, yeah. loads of different things. Yeah. Sometimes if I find as a, a forever single person, Vicky, I only use relationships in the in the general sense. <laughs> I'm just <speaking laughs> broader audience, Kate. Thanks. <laughs> relationships to me is anybody that I talk to. <laughs> I'm just saying. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say Sorry, um, it's, all, it's all good um, sometimes like if I'm having a really shitty day and like sometimes like in my head I'm saying you know what nah not today I'm not yeah. I'm not dealing with any of it I take some gratitude from being able to watch either a sunrise or a sunset in the hope that knowing tomorrow will be different so that's just yeah. a super small one because everybody sees it right of some even yeah. if, it's, if it's raining it's going to get dark at some point. You're right. Um, You're absolutely So it's just about appreciating the fact that you've been here. And that mm-hmm. is literally, and nobody's asking you to be all happy or airy-fairy. Just, I'm thankful that I've had another day and tomorrow yeah. will be better. So even the smallest little thing can completely change it. It's just it's just taking that time. And that that's literally a two-second thing. Well, depending yeah. on the sunsets you are like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can see it get dark or you can yeah. see you know it get light and it's just it's just a small way that it's that's something that happens every day if we're lucky I think like it's a good way to like move people away from praying and being religious is to just make them be grateful for stuff it's the same sort of thing it is like the same sort of thing a lot of people pray and thank 
God or whoever um, that they talk to of of God. of being um, of of thanking them for doing something for them or keeping someone safe or you know thinking about someone or whatever yeah. it's essentially the same principle because like love and kindness is just it's just praying but you're praying directly at people love and kindness meditation is like i want this to happen yeah. i've got i've got a book i ordered uh it's a bit too far away let me just grab it <laughs> it's, a, but, um, it's a bit too far away <laughs> oh, I, forgot I had my bloody earphones and i nearly tippled the whole thing right there <laughs> These amateurs, guys, you can't you can't rely on them. I've got to carry this whole show by myself. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I did wonder if you were going to be oh, chit-chatting. My back, with me. my back sore for carrying this fucking show. <laughs> um, it's called the Medical Club: How Thoughts Become Reality. Um, it was a guy that was on the Duncan Trussell podcast, which is the DTF. DTF, <laughs> Duncan Trussell Family Hour. DTFH, it's a Duncan, Duncan Trussell Family Hour. DTF means um, something else, sweetie. I know, is it? No, it does. <laughs> DTF. Oh, That's what it is. He knows bit. that. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, I've never said it in my life. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I've definitely never asked anybody for DTF. Um, can be a lot more direct than that. Fucking hell! I, I never write lol as well. Like that's a fucking rule in my life. Like if you're past thirty and you're writing, yeah, but you can say it like funny way. Yeah. But never write it as a text message oh, no. back. See, sometimes I do that. Oh, I, I, I did a few times. Or ha ha ha. There is someone that does it a lot in my life, and it pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, I was on the phone, I was on the phone to my manager today, and I said "lol" out loud. Yeah, I think that's funny because you always go "lol." Oh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a sarcastic dig. It was, I exactly, and I like that. It makes me laugh. But as a genuine series, I'm laughing out loud right now. Anybody responds "lol" isn't lolling. No, I disagree with that. It's like, it's just a pass off. Like, I'm not getting it. If I made something that was funny enough for you to be laughing out loud, I want to hear more about it. <laughs> than say, ha, ha, ha. Make it. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha is my favourite. <laughs> nah, I like and it, it, nothing it. less. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> laughing face emoji. I'm buckled. Ha. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. It's just something I better mean, than LOL. Like, you know, LOL is so well. shit. Like, that's part of. You can't buy this platter. <laughs> it's just that class. Not yet. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. However, um, coming to a store <laughs> near you. Buy it now. Just call us on 08 900 444. You can buy your own podcast. <laughs> I won't get one. Thinking about QVC adverts. Sports socks. Get your sports socks. Two for a pound. There you go. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, podcast. Right, we're distracted. Um, um, what's the word? No, um, you're divergent. Diversion. Digressing. Digressing. Aye. So <sighs> Words about- are perfect. It's called the Medical Club. 
and the guy was on uh, Duncan Trussell's Family Hour podcast and I'm saying this because maybe one day I'll get on there oh okay That'd is, be that, cool. is that what you, the advert is I'm hoaching for an invite <clears throat> and uh, well while we're this guy if Meryl Streep's listening to this has she got a podcast nah maybe you should um you can maybe suggest that while she's on lockdown she's got nothing else to do oh, she was singing on camera last night she's a queen of zoom <laughs> thanks for your support Kay. so grateful <laughs> who's she singing in on zoom to uh stephen sondheim was 90 yesterday He's a i don't know who that is of quite a lot of the best musicals like Into the Woods, he did the, the music for. He's done a load of the Broadway shows. Oh, good! Congratulations on making ninety. My papa bet you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're dissing Stephen Sondheim. I don't know who he is. He doesn't know who I am. Don't yeah, mind, does it? Uh, I'm grateful for the music you've made. You, yeah, see? old man. Hi. Oh, <laughs> knocking out of the park. Back off, you. I know, I don't know why I don't care. <laughs> I feel so supported right now. It's unbelievable. Um, Meryl was drinking martinis. Indeed she was. A gin martini. Seen that. A proper, proper martini is a gin martini. Right. Your vodka pish. Gin martini. Glenn. <laughs> hey, listen, that was a bad idea. In fact, he had a shot of Glenn's on Saturday night. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only one feeling nostalgic. <laughs> you see my Instagram story where I seen the bloody. Oh, oh God, I'm too classy for that. But the um, the owl and the wheel trim that had came off something. Yeah, wait. I thought you had made that wheel trim as an emoji. I didn't think that was real. No, it was an actual real thing. It's probably still out there. Yeah. I know. Because I was like, when was the last time you seen that? Um, I lost a wheel trim in the winter time. And my mum said, you'll probably find one on the side of the road. I was like, that doesn't happen anymore. anymore, But it does, clearly. Well, I thought that that wheel trim was an emoji. And I I did actually think, I don't know what she's talking about here. Oh, well, maybe nobody else got it. It didn't look real to me. (laughs) I thought it was... I don't know why you would get a wheel trim emoji, but I don't know. I genuinely didn't believe that that was a real wheel trim. Well, there you go. How strange! So this book I bought is the is not the one I wanted. I wanted uh, a cult America, but sometimes I buy things without really looking at them because it had an eye on the cover, oh, and I fucked her. Done. I fucked it. This one is apparently going to tell me. Um, it's going to ex- it's just going to explain how wish fulfillment practice works and things like the law of attraction and the secret work. He says it's real and that it works. Okay. And that, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to read it. Yeah, obviously, read it, obviously, because you've bought it. But um. You can let us know. The law of yeah, the law of attraction, people. I watched the secret thing on Netflix. Oh yeah, uh, it's guff. It's actual guff. Okay, take that off the list. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of very 
privileged, lucky people saying that they manifested the things that happened to them, not with hard work, but by just visioning it happening. And it's annoying mm. in very many respects. Um, so, yeah, so I'm annoyed because I wanted the occult America one because um, I've finished a book on... Uh, like uh, esoteric mysticism and the the reason that Jesus was a not a Jew, um, Jesus was a follower of Isis and Osiris from the Egyptian uh, faith, and that Mary Magdalene and John the Baptist were the main people in the Bible. <laughs> So once I finished that, I was like, oh my God, I need something else. Yeah, it's a lot. As uh, they are, yeah. I think I told you, it just didn't, it didn't conclude the book at all. It just ended and I was fucking raging. So it's taken me like a year to read it. Um, just a less than a year. Um, but yeah, so in terms of wish fulfillment and gratitude isn't like that. It's not like you're envisioning your life and hoping that it'll change. It's about being genuinely oh my puppy is crying to get in the door Aww. oh um <laughs> my corona um yeah nah she's been a little shit today like too hyper oh. biting me it's gonna happen like it's only a matter of time she'll yeah um but yeah like gratitude is actually like tangible and is actionable and is small and you don't have to tell anybody else that you're doing it and it's a really useful tool mm-hmm. to change your perspective and I think in this time more than any especially with the amount of people that have reached out to me over the weekend it's just really apparent that a lot of people are freaking out rather than I, I didn't I don't think I finished the sentence but a friend and I were messaging at the weekend and I said to him like I don't want it was just because of the 20,000 thing and I was like I don't want to belittle the fact that I've just heard that there's 20,000 mm-hmm. deaths in the UK but I'm well grateful for this peace and quiet time like I know I'm not a key worker I don't have any children like you know life is very very easy for me I only have to look after myself um and I'm so grateful that I've had some time off like it feels like I'm traveling it feels like I've got no responsibilities Mm -hmm. and I just need to make sure that I'm keeping my mental health in check which has absolutely been working the last week or so I've been feeling really really good Mm -hmm. um I did have a grumpy day last week that was right Mm -hmm. oh but yeah that was external circumstances that pissed me off there um and but on the whole, like I'm feeling extremely chuffed that I've had time to draw. I've been painting some real nice stuff that even like I can't fault, which is unusual. <laughs> um, I've I'm taking on extra little projects, like other things to do. My to do list is getting relatively big, but I like it like that. It makes me have a, a plethora of things to choose to do. Um. In a week's time, when my hormones have dropped, I will feel totally different about that, and I'll think, "Oh, why the fuck have I got so many things to do, and I don't want to do any of them?" 
<laughs> but right now, my hormones are peaking and I'm feeling good. But it's genuinely being grateful for the the things that I have. And like, if your life is really like stressy and you are a key worker and you have got children, like, just be grateful that you've got the children and you know that you've got the life that you set out to have and that you are able to be useful for other people like you can flip it yeah I mean that's it and I think that that's that is another coping mechanism I mean that's something that I definitely try and preach and we know that I'm better at giving advice than taking it myself but I look at the small positives so literally taking the time to small uh, stop and smell the roses daffies in my garden um nice but you know it's things like that I mean I'm trying to influence that at work with quite a lot of the home-based staff there we we already feel it anyway um just because we're there's that kind of disconnect so it's just about you know taking the time to appreciate the fact that you can especially people that have kids that are really struggling right now which I can completely totally empathize with but it's just thinking that they would never have got this opportunity in any other circumstance so it's just about making the the best of that situation which is so easier said than done for someone like me it doesn't change what happens like that's the thing is that like life will keep doing what it's doing and like you've just got to roll with the punches but it changes how you feel about it if you have even one thing yeah exactly that you're thankful for for sure and I think that goes for everything even if we weren't stuck in this situation right now I think that being thankful for getting to see the sunrise in the morning or sunset in the evening is something to be to be thankful for I'm gonna just I think we can pretty much wrap this up but I think that um, one thing I'll say is that there's a whole lot of Buddhism that relates to thinking about your mortality and like you kind of have I don't think everyone can and is able to I've I've never been um, scared of it or worried about dying so I've always found it quite weird that people are mm-hmm. worried. So it wasn't until later in life that I realised that people had a, had that worry in their life. But I mean, I've had like a near-death experience. Like I've had like, I had a trip where I thought that I was dead and like I was really happy about it. Um, and like, it's, it's part of like making peace with it. And like, there's so much stuff about when you're when you're terminally ill if you get terminally ill and you get you you get told people say that they never feel more alive than then because like they actually get they have a point to pause witness everything yeah Yeah, it's quite funny one of our close friends and I were talking about this at the weekend and that that's the thing we shouldn't again we shouldn't be in a pandemic to realize what the key functions are in life but we also shouldn't have to wait for an end point to embrace every single day. Yeah. But, and I'm not saying that having shit days isn't part of that, but it's just like about remembering that if if this was your last day or if you knew that you were going to die in a month's time, because we're all going to die, right? But, uh, you know, 
if you knew you only had a month left to do, what would you do? You wouldn't sit yeah. around and be miserable. You wouldn't. You would just go out yeah. and spend the money that you're saving for a rainy day. You would go to wherever you wanted to go. You would eat in the best places, you know, other uh, other circumstances than now, obviously. But, yeah, you know, that's, a, that's a material, normal life version. The Buddhist version would say, like, you should spend your last time uh, giving to others, making sure that others are okay that you were at peace with everyone around you and that would be it. Like, put your shit in order and yeah. make sure people are left behind better than, than And I think that that is something that you, you, you should do anyway. I think mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's definitely what I want to do. Um, I don't think I'll be in the situation that I'll, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying never, but I, I'm saying right now I don't have anyone to have children with. But I don't think I'll be in that situation to to have make their lives better. So I'd like to make other people's better as well, um, and animals, obviously. But that's that old um, Buddhist saying. I'm I'm going to misquote it, but you plant you plant a tree that you're never going to sit under because it's for someone else. And I think that that is again something that we should be striving more to achieve um in everyday life without telling anyone about it i don't i don't like the do 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 this is how amazing i am ah fuck it it doesn't matter doesn't it doesn't matter, matter to me, like, it, used, I just, it, used me. Yeah. it used to annoy me but i don't care if you're doing it you're oh doing yeah it. no I, I i don't get annoyed but i just don't think that we should celebrate oh, it, it. Used to, like, I, it used to rile me out of play no i mean <laughs> no I, you know, I give to charities uh I put food in the food bank every day, like every time I'm in, not every day, but every time I'm in the supermarket, you know, things like that, that I don't post on social media and looking for gratitude because that's not the gratitude that I want to achieve. I want to achieve. It used to annoy me, but I'm still like, fuck it. If we can make people, if we make shitty people do good things because they get to brag about it, then they're still doing a good thing. Yeah. And I, I, do fundamentally believe that I just think that that's probably not the person that I want to be yeah no that's fine um and again we're talking we're talking about for the greater good I (laughs) I could could not do that accent there (laughs) in my head perfect literally perfect Uh, good. no no, I'm not gonna bother (laughs) Um, yeah thanks um anything else for gratitude Vicky nothing just be thankful be kind to each other empathy will make the world go round it it changes everything like I think if um if people were if they were more grateful we'd be less greedy and we'd be in a completely different place in the world if people were less greedy so just be more grateful yeah I think that's Beautiful. a signing off message. Yeah. Kind of needing a pee because of that chamomile tea that I'm so grateful that you got me. You're not that grateful now though, are you? It's so good though. Like I don't know if I can go back to normal nah. chamomile now that I've had chamomile and honey. You've changed, Kate. It's fucking, it's delightful. Um, what are we going to call this one, Vic? I don't know. What songs have got gratitude in them? Thank you for the music! Belta! 
There you go. How's it, how's it go? Oh, I don't know. Ah, uh, thank you, dear. <laughs> what, what are the names of ABBA? <laughs> Why are you asking this? I'm asking. Benny, Bjorn, and Friedrich. I can't, I can't remember. And Benny, Bjorn. Benny, Bjorn, <sighs> Agatha, and I think it's Anna Frida. I don't know if it's Anne or Anna. I wrote Frida and I got two points, I think. So I got Benny and Frida. Benny Bjorn. I need to write them down to be able to see. And how does the song go? Thank you for the music, the songs I'm singing. There you go. That's a roll of joy. I ask in all honesty, what would life be without, without a song? What are we? So, so I, I said, thank you for the music, for giving it to me. Lovely, Vicky. I knew I'd get you to sing it. I can't maybe a wee bloody ABBA tune. I got you totally distracted by naming the four members of ABBA. No, no. I knew I can see through you like a bit of a film coffin. I don't know anything else that's transparent or I'd have made a joke there. I was trying to think. Cling film's a weird reference, but no, no what else is transparent? Film. I've been using it for years. You can see if I don't see through the window. No, I'll I'll see if, through the cling film. <laughs> if I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. I say that to my parents every time I see them. Now. Yeah. It's not yeah, funny, like, I don't know, four weeks ago. Because we've just been looking at people through, through the, the windows. windows. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. As always, uh, we are now on nine platforms, including iTunes. iTunes is the big daddy. And if you've got time and had fun and enjoyed it and like us and want us to do more, um, it would be really awesome if you could send us uh, a little review on iTunes. Um Thank you for being part of this for us. This has been really incredible to give us not just something else to, to do and to work on, but um, we've been hearing some really awesome feedback from friends uh, over the last few weeks, and it's just nice to hear that something that you're doing is uh, bringing a smile to someone else's face. Um, so yeah, truthful, grateful, and we're honestly buzzing to, to have something to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, like us on iTunes, give us a little review if you can, and thank you so much. It's mad now because uh, so someone told me today that they were listening through. I need to catch you up actually because quite a few people told me they were listening to the podcast over the weekend. Oh, no. um, yeah, we get, we're honestly we're getting like real nice like feedback from it. Okay. Um, What's my point? I don't know. Next time you tell a story, make sure you get a point. <laughs> I'll get my fucking sharpener out. <laughs> that was shite. I can't remember. That wasn't shite. That was shite. You got a, you got a sympathy. <laughs> if I was texting, like, it would have been a lol. <laughs> right, fucking hell. I think that's what's done. <laughs> <laughs>